Good evening and welcome back to another episode of the Sleepy Knots podcast. I have to apologize in advance for tonight's episode. Um, We have raging wildfires close to our house and so um, we've been breathing in smoke for days and days and my voice is definitely a lot angrier than it normally is. So So tonight's sleep story comes to us courtesy of my dear friend Meg. Uh, Last week I put out a call to anybody who had specific stories they wanted to do or hear or, you know, people they wanted stories about, and Meg reached out to me and gave me a suggestion for this week's story. So I wrote this piece in honor of her. Um, She gave me some really great suggestions. She's my sister in weird stories. Um, uh, So today we give a big sleepy nod thank you to Meg for her inspiration for this week's story. So what I want you to do, as always, is find a quiet space Clear your mind, take a deep breath, and prepare to lose yourself in a silly sleep story. This week's story is called James Spader, the Master of Music. It was a warm fall afternoon the day that I heard the call. I was doing what I do every Thursday, digging through my neighbor's trash to look for evidence that they are Bolsheviks, when I heard the siren song floating on the wind. It was the enchanting voice of Billie Holiday singing to me from some far-off stereo. I stepped out from inside the large dumpster I had been crouched in to see if I could find the source of the beautiful music, and that was when I saw them. A pair of women walking down the street. The blonde held a boombox high on her shoulder, and the redhead was doing some sort of interpretive dance as she walked. They each wore the same strange outfit, a pair of glasses with thick plastic frames, long black linen dresses, and long scarves that wrapped around their necks and hung past their hips. They were coming towards me now, and I was suddenly self-conscious of how shabby I looked. I had bits of lettuce and dried cat food in my hair, and a used maxi pad stuck to my left knee. I brushed the trash off as best I could, and then I stepped into their path. I had to know who these women were. Hello, sister, the redhead said as she danced circles around me, waving her hands. Who are you guys, I said, dazed as the song ended and another took its place in flowing from the speakers. We are the keepers of the song. You look like you've lost your way, sister. I watched you climb from that dumpster just now. Do you need someone to care for you, the blonde asked me. Now, technically speaking, I don't actually need anyone to care for me, but I was bored, and it was a week before I would get my next trust fund check. I'd already done my morning routine of eating an entire orange with the skin on and brushing my cat a thousand strokes, so I shrugged and they gave me a broad and warm smile. Come with us, sister, and meet the master of music. He is wise and kind and will show you the way. He will give you a new name as he has given us and the dress of the songbird, and you can spread the word with us. The redhead winked at me from behind her large glasses, and before I knew it, she had wrapped her arms around my shoulder, and off we went. Now, I know a cult when I see one. I'm 39 years old, and in my life, I have accidentally joined four different cults. But I was bored, and I really liked their scarves and wanted one for myself, so I figured I would stay long enough to get the outfit, maybe a free dinner. They usually give free dinners on the first night. And when it got dark, I would sneak out the window and just order an Uber home. My name is Stevie, the blonde said, after Stevie Nicks. And this is Winona, after Winona Judd. The master gives us names of the great women of music. 
I pulled at my curly black locks and hoped that I would get a cool name. They whisked me two blocks away to an apartment above the Trader Joe's. The master is here. Knock three times and he will beckon you to enter. And with that, they left me standing in the hallway. I looked around to see if there was anything interesting to steal, but there was not even a welcome mat. So I knocked and within a moment, a booming voice said, enter. There was something so familiar about the voice, but I couldn't place it. I opened the door and inside the loft apartment, a large set of speakers played the Rolling Stones at a low volume. There was no furniture, but there were large pillows on the floor and on the walls, there were concert posters and flyers. In the middle of the room on a large pillow, large enough for an elephant, sat James Spader. I immediately recognized him and remembered my girlhood crush on him after watching him in two days in the valley. Immediately, everything else in the room went dim. Hello, he said and smiled at me. His blue eyes pierced right into my soul from behind his thick framed black plastic glasses and I felt the underwear fall off my body. That was weird, I thought to myself, but in looking back, I think that's just the effect that he has on women when he opens his mouth. Come sit and partake in the glory of the rolling stones, he said and beckoned me to sit. Oh, I'll come sit with you, but I fucking hate the Rolling Stones, I said, and I skipped across the expansive room to him. He was a little startled by my answer, but he regained his composure quickly. Stevie and Winona brought you here, so you shall be given a dress, scarf, glasses, and a new name. Then you will be assigned a pillow in the great room, and that will be where you sleep. Now close your eyes, my child, and let me tap into the source of all the world's music and give you your new name. Yeah, it's cool. I know how this cult thing works. I mean, first you strip me of my identity, and then you sever my ties with my loved ones, yada, yada, yada. We can just skip to the part where, you know, I have to, like, sleep with you? I winked at him. When I was a Branch Davidian, they showed me how to shoot an automatic rifle, and when I joined the Children of God, they made me a child bride. But they ended up abandoning me in the middle of the night in downtown Calgary before I ever had to, like, actually take my vows. I don't know why, they maybe just had like one child bride too many, and anyway, it worked out fine. Then there was this one time I was kidnapped by Scientologists because they mistook me for Leah Remini, which is weird because I'm like a lot younger than her. I can see him rolling his eyes and I, I try to get to the point quickly. Anyway, when they realized I wasn't her, they sent me to the boat university or whatever it's called, but like in the middle of the night, one of the guys pushed me into the ocean. I was eventually rescued by a Russian fishing boat. I think they thought that I was like a seal or something, but anyway, then I made friends with that chick from Smallville when I was living in Vancouver, and she took me to this meeting where everyone was getting branded, and I was like, let me go first. I want to get branded too, but then they said that Nexium had enough members, and then they had me go to New Seasons um, on a hummus run, and when I came back, they were all gone, so, you know, I'm an old hat at this cult stuff. James Spader clamped his hand over my mouth and said, Enough, sister. Your new name is Anne, after Anne Wilson. And I think, oh, come on, really? I'm not that chubby. I mean, maybe I am. I, I don't know. She's a great singer. Okay, okay, I'm honored. Here is your dress and your scarf. These glasses aren't prescription, but they are required attire, so never take them off. Now you may join the others for a meal of toast and beans, and then tomorrow you're on street duty, so you will do as was done to you and find others. Dude, if you need more members, I can totally do that. I don't even need to walk the streets. I have a ton of followers on Twitter, and they're not all just like Russian spam bots. 
I'll just send out a tweet that you have a cult and do hashtag influencer and then people will be beating down the door here. No, Sister Anne, that's not how we do things here and this is not a cult, it's a movement. Please do not go telling people that I am a cult leader. I am not a cult leader. I am the master of the music. Yeah, no, no, I get it. It's, it's you fine. You can't say the C word. That's fine. I remember when David Koresh got mad at me for talking too much, and he told me that God had sent me to test his patience. And I figured, like, if God sent me, then I must be pretty special. And Sister Anne, you need to learn the value of silence, James Spader said as his blue eyes narrow at me. I can take a hint. I know what happens now. I'm used to this part. All right, when do we do we do this now? And then you make me your first wife or like your number one wife? I ask, giving him my patented sexy eye wink as I shimmy off my shoes. Sister Anne, we don't do things like that in this uh, movement. Besides, you have cat food in your hair and you smell like a wet maxi pad. He gags a little when he says maxi pad. Well, that's because I had a used maxi pad stuck to my leg when I climbed out of the dumpster this morning, I say. Okay, tell you what, Sister Anne, you go downstairs and stand outside and wait for Sister Winona to come and tell you when it's time to get your pillow. And with that, he stands and shoves me hard in the back towards the front door. Oh, I know what you're doing. Like, I saw secretary, right? So I know handsy, rough stuff is kind of your thing, I say, and I wink at him. He shudders a bit and shoves me out the door. I head downstairs and wait for five minutes before I get bored again, and then I see a slice of pizza on the side of the road and think, God, pizza sounds better than toast and beans, and I don't think anyone's coming back anyway. This is not the first time I've had a cult leader shove me out the front door and leave me. So I head on towards whatever the future holds, which turns out to be a slice of pizza and a froyo from TCBY. And that's it. That's my sleep story for this week. Again, a big thanks to Meg, who also starred in a short film that I wrote and directed and filmed called Robot Love. You can still find it on Funny or Die. Um, she's brilliant in it. She is, uh, she's the main character. And she falls in love with a man whose whole job is to be a, um, a living statue. And he spanges for money and... They fall in love, and, and it's I you might like it. If you like these stories, you might like that one. So go check it out on Funny or Die. Again, it's called Robot Love. And, um, yeah, big thank you to Meg. And everyone stay safe. The West Coast is on fire. Everything is crazy. So I hope that I was able to give you a little bit of escape this week. Next week, I'll be here again. I'll always be here. And I have some exciting news coming up as far as um, merch and my next projects and that sort of thing. I've got a couple of books that are going to be ready. A um, little different from this, but you still might enjoy them. So anyway, I'll keep everyone in the loop. Um, email me at thesleepynotspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions. Um, but until next time, I hope you all sleep well. <laughs>